welcome back. Where are you going? Where are you flying to? Cass is literally going to jet set after this episode. Listen, my suitcase is still open right in front of me. I tried to speed pack before this. I did not do that successfully. We're going to another island here in the Philippines for a farming convention. We're not in farming, but my parents have some land here in my dad's hometown in the Philippines. And so he's like, do you guys want to go to this? And I was like, yeah, I want to know about farming. It's my dream to have some chickens, to have some goats, to plant my own veggies. And so we'll see what the vibe is, but it's on a really beautiful island. So that was half the draw. Okay. I just, I feel nothing but jealous. (laughs) I'm going to put up my farm that you can come and stay with me and hold like yoga retreats for the two of us and our goats. Listen, I'll do it. Happily, I'll do it. This is, this is on my vision board, my 2025 vision board. Kaz, I love this journey for you. I really do. Truly. I I think that's the the dream. That to me is definitely something that Yar and I have discussed. Just getting some land and doing effing off and doing our own thing. <laughs> so, what what like what are you feeling? I honestly don't know. I think that's why I was so eager to go on this because I've always mm-hmm. been curious just about living off grid. I don't think I could completely go off grid but I'm just fascinated in trying to find a way to live as sustainably as possible as like self-sufficient as possible and I think that's why farming is like a dream of mine because I would definitely not be like slaughtering animals but I just love the idea of like being on some land of my own walking barefoot Mm -hmm. having space for my doggies it just it calls to me. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know if um, I get to this farming convention and there's nobody else like me. It's all like older men who are experienced. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm representing the new generation of girlies that want to get into homesteading. There's plenty of us, actually. I follow Good. a lot of people online. But. Good. You know what? There's a I just watched Bless This Mess, which I had never seen before. It's on Hulu. And it's it's Ooh. a little bit like this where they it's a couple that moves from New York and they just like inherit this farm. It's with Dak Shepard and some other I can't I can't yeah. I don't know her name, but it's I think it's Lake Bell. Yeah, I think so too. And it's produced by the same person who Elizabeth well, I can't remember her name, but she produced uh, New Girl. And Ooh. so it's got like, yeah, it's it's pretty cute. I, I'm enjoying it. It took me a little bit to get into. And I don't think there's a ton of seasons. I think we're on season two. But anyway, it's kind of about that where they they move from New York and they inherit this this house and this farm and they're just try- they're just figuring it out and doing their best and I'm and they they get chickens and other people are like you know you got to slaughter your chickens and they're like we're not slaughtering no, we're ours and- okay I'm sold I yeah, had no so- idea it was produced by the same person that, that produced New Girl which I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. so I'm sold diving into the topic for this episode it was how to handle overwhelm mm-hmm. so at work we have these things called soirees every week. And one week it's mandatory, the other week that it's not. The week that it's mandatory, I usually leadership will do something to provide for the team. And so this last week I hosted it on how to handle overwhelm and how handling overwhelm isn't the goal. It's like the goal is to get things sorted before getting overwhelmed or understanding what our personal triggers are for stressors or what our personal stressors are and addressing those before it gets to the state of overwhelm. However, that being said, with every pretty much with every job that I've had, and not every, but mm-hmm. I, I think overwhelm is 
in some ways inevitable Mm -hmm. or sometimes unavoidable. And so I wanted to be realistic about it and not just be like, no, if we can handle our stress, we will never feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, imagine. Cute. Yeah. Ideal it. If only. If only. (laughs) But but yeah, then we talked about ways to handle overwhelm. And we also put in the podcast and our stories for people to share how they handle overwhelm. And there were a couple that were super – I felt like they were really applicable. One was naming everything, naming what you're feeling or naming your feelings. And that's been something that was really helpful for me when I was having debilitating panic attacks like – serious depression, debilitating panic attacks around when I was 24 to the point where my dad met me at the hospital because I called him and said, I know I'm, I know I'm dying. (laughs) There's no no question. Yeah. I am dying. And he thought maybe that wasn't the case, which he was correct. (laughs) We we have fathers (laughs) everywhere being like, you're you're definitely not dying, but let me try to validate your feelings. Yeah. And he, he also you know, it calms me down too. If he were to be like, you are dying, you know, that I'd freak out too. So, but he met me at the hospital and it, it was, it was as soon as I saw him, I felt this release. Like I was in a safe space. Somebody could hold me and Mm -hmm. I just collapsed. Like I collapsed on the asphalt and he came and swooped me up and just brought me into his car and said, tell me everything that's going on. Tell me everything that's stressing you out. And, and as I did it, I could just feel myself yeah. Getting less and less overwhelmed and less and less panicked. And we didn't end up going to the hospital. As I was naming things, I started to notice if when I named something, I would feel like a ooh in, in my chest. Like a little release. So it's like no, like a like a tightening. Oh, okay. Like so so it helped me see that that's where my stress was coming from. So I'd talk about my relationship and finances and work and my health or, you know, whatever. I would just start listing things. And anytime I felt like a, like a tightening in my chest, I knew that's where I needed to dive into a little bit more and, and figure that out a little bit more, explore that. So when, when somebody shared that they'll name things or like name their emotions or name their feelings, I was like, oh yeah, that, that can be so powerful. Yeah, for sure. I saw, I'm going to be one of those people who's like, oh, I read an article. The article was a TikTok video. It was one of those, have you seen those TikToks where they show an example of a conversation and how you can handle that conversation? Like say a friend is coming to you and they're kind of going to rant to you, right? And so the person who was a TikToker, I think she was an actual like therapist or psychologist, but she was showing examples of what language to use when you're kind of like, I just don't have the space to handle the emotions that you're about to like download on me. And she gave a lot of examples of asking like, well, what have you done to try to like express these emotions without expressing them to other people? Have you like just said them out loud? Have you journaled? Have you literally just had an imaginary conversation with somebody else? And obviously I've heard about journaling, but when she put it in that context, when she literally was like, have you just had an imaginary conversation with yourself? I'm like, oh, Because sometimes you think, oh, I'm processing these emotions inside and that's enough. I've processed them internally and they're being put away and they're dealt with. And I'm like, no, sometimes just the physical act of speaking them out loud will give you such a better release than just thinking them or writing them down. And so that was a moment where it clicked Mm -hmm. with me. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It doesn't always have to be with a therapist. It doesn't always have to be with a friend. Sometimes just physically expelling and like verbalizing what you are feeling overwhelmed by can give it less power. I'm glad your dad knew that. I know. I'm so proud of him too. I'm like, thanks, dad. I don't know where he learned that, but bless him. I'm so glad that he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely experienced this when 
I will speak out loud about like what this is what I'm feeling and that's what I'm feeling. In my head, it feels so big, vague, ambiguous mm-hmm. and like it's just growing. And yeah. then as soon as I actually say what the things are, it's like an actual list is being made and I can compartmentalize a bit better and see that it's not as big as it feels. And that really, really helps me. The other thing that somebody wrote in was that they will move their body. I should pull up what they actually said, but I think it wasn't necessarily work out. It was, they said, stretch or put on my comfort show. And what I liked about the specificity of stretch is that it wasn't a workout. It wasn't something that was high intensity. It wasn't something that was really pushing ourselves in this physical way. It was just taking time to move our body. And for me, that helps me get out of my out of my head and into my body. And that is really healing for me. I actually really like that one because sometimes I feel people always just say move your body right and that can feel really ambiguous and then they're like exercise and that kind of feels daunting and I was watching yet another video of this woman who was saying you know when people say move your body they literally just mean move your body for however long that means like not a lot of people have an hour in their day to dedicate to a full-on hit workout a full-on like Pilates class sometimes just 15 minutes of stretching can make all the difference and I think it's so nice that that person gave a concrete example because then I feel like it grounds it and it makes it feel more doable for people because listen if you tell me to move my body I'm really there's no specificity to that that I'm gonna be like uh okay I'll like try to move my body but what does that really mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. and if it means like jogging for an hour I won't do it no hard pass very hard pass and the other thing is like it could mean gardening it could mean standing up and going to go cook in your kitchen it's just literally moving the body and getting some energy through it and there was this thing that I saw about a I don't really know who it was I just saw it on Instagram I think a real but I love this for us (laughs) yeah (laughs) like just so we're all clear but what she had mentioned is that when we were kids Kids like move in weird ways, you know, quote unquote weird ways. Like there's kind of spazzy and all over the place. (laughs) And how that is actually a really healing thing for moving energy or just, you know, if Mm -hmm. they feel, if they're feeling frustrated, like sometimes they just want to like stomp around the room. And how as we get older, it's, you know, we're like for society purposes. (laughs) Like if I'm a, (laughs) try not to be a weirdo. Yeah, like if I'm at work and I'm I'm frustrated, well, I work from home and I love where I work, so this isn't a good example, but let's just say if I was in a corporate setting and I was upset and there was a client in front of me or something and I just stomped around the room, it's like that wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be chill, okay? That wouldn't be accepted, unfortunately. I I might accept it for the lols, Danny, but probably a corporate (laughs) setting would, would not. Yes, and there's there's so many videos out there about people just moving their body. It's not necessarily dance. It's not necessarily doesn't look like quote unquote cool, but it's yeah. it it's moving energy through the body. And I think that's a really powerful thing and it holds a lot of just maybe like healing or holds a lot of power or holds a lot of I, I think there's some some truth to that. 
No, 100%. Also, just giving those examples of just going to your kitchen or gardening, it goes back to what we were saying in last week's episode or the episode that went live last week, where just like doing something, doing something that isn't tied to your to-do list necessarily. It also can help settle the overwhelm because you're just like moving around and you're exerting that energy in a different way instead of that energy like of overwhelm being bottled up inside and you like don't know where to put it and so it just will eventually combust so finding a way to just detach yourself move my dogs also agree with us but finding a way to physically remove yourself from that situation is how I deal with overwhelm personally when I'm feeling overwhelmed it means I need to change something maybe I've been sitting for like three hours at my desk doing the same old work and I just need to move move to a different room Mm -hmm. move to a different place in the house and just like do something else for at least five minutes and it helps reset your brain yeah absolutely another thing that they shared was that they'll they'll watch a comfort show and I, I I was having this conversation at work where one of the things that I do for feeling overwhelmed or to just handle stress is pet my dog but I am aware of whether or not what I'm doing is relieving, helping relieve and handle and manage my stress or if it's distracting me from my stress. So sometimes going and petting my dog, it's like that does feel really nurturing to me, but I'm aware that there's other things like I'm an emotional eater. And so if I'm going to the fridge and I'm making food, that could be me distracting myself from the stress versus actually handling it and managing it. And so when they shared that they watched the comfort show, I'm not saying that that's what they're doing, that they're distracting themselves whatsoever because we all manage and heal and deal in different ways. But that's what it made me think of is like, oh, I can do that. Or like scrolling, you know, if if I'm feeling really stressed and I just start scrolling, it's like that is not assessing the situation or handling the stress. It's distracting me from it. And so I do take that into consideration with the certain tools I have in place for handling stress. It's like, is it actually handling this or is it distracting me from the stress? Listen, I agree with you where I don't want to say that that's what other people are doing, but I will say that I think personally that is what I do. So sometimes I have to stop myself because very quickly I can be like, okay, it's like when people say, oh, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to treat myself to like a nice coffee. I'm always like, I'm going to treat myself to one episode of my comfort show. And it's a sitcom. So it's 20 minutes. But then after that, I don't necessarily feel calmer or more relaxed. If anything, I get so invested in TV shows that I think it like drives up my emotions and it doesn't do any sort of relaxing. And I've seen other people talk about that as well, where they say, if you're like watching television, you're being impacted by the emotions and the storylines, right? So it's not anything that's really settling down your like nervous system. But I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of being like, okay, like, if I need to take a break, a mental break, I'm going to watch my favorite series. And obviously, that very quickly spirals into one episode becomes three episodes. And before I know it, I'm like, oh, you procrastinated the whole evening away. Because you treated yourself. (laughs) Yes, like you. Well, I'm I'm speaking at myself, not at you. Like I I numbed, like I numbed myself. Yes, or, or like again, like I distracted myself. I did not actually handle. And I seriously take on if I'm watching a stressful show. I am so I am very stressed. I'm it, the same. 
there's a reason that I don't like watching scary things or mm-hmm. like drama because th- I get so invested in it. And th- there's that's a huge reason why I love my comfort shows. One, because I know what to expect. And that's a very soothing thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why people have quote unquote comfort. I keep saying quote unquote, <laughs> but that's why people have comfort shows is because they know what to expect versus trying something new. But yeah, I, I I really enjoy the shows that like uh, your Ted Lasso's, your uh, Shrinking. Have you have you seen that on Apple? No, Shrinking? I love him because I like oh. Shrinking is the one with um oh I forget his name, but from How I Met Your Mother. Uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah Marshall. Okay, yeah, it looks oh. so good. But see shows like that, even though they're like supposed to be what's the word I'm looking for um feel good like Ted Lasso is a feel good show but even the feeling good part of it is an emotion for me like I would get so invested in I know people are like Ted Lasso is so wholesome like yeah you don't get it I feel all the emotions when I'm watching television good bad I'm very invested one that I would not be able to watch is or that I had a hard time watching was this is us I mean it made me cry every time never gonna watch that I know that about myself Mm-mm. it's it's a it's a it's no. a tearjerker for sure and then and then i'm just like i'm I, like i'm i'm part of the family and it gets too much i'm pulling up my notes from the overwhelm sesh that i held because when we're talking about handling overwhelm and at the beginning i mentioned that's not really the goal the goal is to for me at least, it's to identify my personal stressors so that I can avoid overwhelm as much as possible and and keep my mental health at a much more sustainable or stable place than these really highs and these really lows. So identifying stressors, what are some indicators that I'm feeling stressed? For me, like I said, I'm an emotional eater, so I will definitely go to the fridge and if I'm going to the kitchen multiple times throughout the day, that is an indicator that I'm feeling stressed. I have physical stressors, like I'll, I'll mess with my thumb when I respond in a reactive way versus a calm and neutral way. When I have a harder time quieting my own mind, so my thoughts are definitely running me versus me running my thoughts or my thoughts are in control of me versus me being in control of my thoughts. When I'm not being playful, so if I'm not dancing singing songs to my dog, sharing jokes, that's an indicator that I'm feeling really stressed by something or just stressed as a whole. And then if I respond seriously when someone's joking, usually I can pick up on jokes and have a banter. But if I'm feeling really stressed, I will answer seriously. And that's a good indicator of like, oh, I am I am feeling stressed. Okay, so we already talked about identifying stressors. What are some indicators that I'm feeling stressed? And I shared what my indicators are. And then what tools I have in place to become aware of these stressors. For me, my morning walk, I have my check-in. Playing with my pup if I'm feeling stressed. Going outside and just like looking at nature for a little bit. Anything that's on a screen. Those are some that I have. For me, what I've noticed is when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's when I'm surrounded by a lot of people or a lot of different energies. I consider myself an ambivert. So I feel that I get energy both from being around people and being alone. My alone Mm -hmm. time is so important, but I do think I present outwardly very social. And I think that's like true to who I am. I love people. I love connecting. But I've noticed that when I'm like really overwhelmed and really, when I feel ungrounded and I feel like my brain is scrambled, it's probably because I'm surrounded by 
too many people and I'm like just consuming everybody's energy instead of like really paying attention to myself. And so what I'll do is I'll try to compartmentalize and I'll think, okay, what can you do right now? Like what is overwhelming you right now that needs to be handled? And what can you just handle at a later time? Because if you can't remove yourself from the physical situation that you're in, then there's no point in stressing about something that you can't take care of right now. Usually when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's because maybe I'm in a social situation, but my mind is thinking about this to-do list I have to take care of. But like, I can't do those things right now anyway. So the best thing for me to do is just put it in a box for later, be physically present in the moment, and just know that like there are no fires to put out. That's something I find myself saying all the time because for so long, especially earlier in my working career, everything felt like it had the highest sense of urgency. And that's where a lot of my overwhelm stemmed from. The idea that, oh my God, I'm falling behind or there's five different things I haven't taken care of. And it's like, take a step back. Obviously, time management, very important. Figure out where you can improve in those places. But then at the end of the day, remember, I'm not saving lives. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I'm not a firefighter, like nothing that feels intensely overwhelming to me. If I just take a step back, take a deep breath, think about how I need to achieve it, it feels a lot less overwhelming. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, so you felt all that anxiety for something. Truly, I see these memes all the time for something that you took care of in like 10 to 15 minutes, but you spent like an hour thinking about it. That's the thing that like a common theme that I found when I was thinking about what tools I have in place to handle stress or overwhelm. And the main thing was gaining perspective. That was the biggest thing, either taking a step back or contemplating, am I adding stress to a situation that just simply is? Like it's just something, there's a situation that's happening and is it matter of factly, but I'm adding stress to it or is it an actual stressful situation? And that's an indicator that I'm on my way to overwhelm. Like if, like, let's say a a meeting pops up on my, my calendar and it wasn't something that I necessarily planned for. I can usually be Mm -hmm. very flexible about that and restructure my day, reprioritize my tasks and make that meeting fit. But if I'm feeling strapped or my bandwidth is tight or I'm feeling really stressed, that meeting can derail me. That meeting, I, I can be like, mm-hmm. I can't do that right now because I, I need, I, like, but it, it's just a meeting. Like if I look at it matter of factly, it is just a meeting. So am I yeah. adding stress to it or is it an actual stressful situation? Like if Yara comes in right now and he tells me that my Jeep is on fire, that's a stressful situation. I, I'm not adding... I'm not adding stress to that, <laughs> you know, like that's stressful. You're not misinterpreting that. That's actually yeah. stressful. That's stressful. <laughs> but yeah, gaining perspective, that was a really big one. Also, if I'm too close to a situation, if I'm too close to a project and I'm in the weeds of it all, if I don't take a second to look back at the entirety of something, then it can feel much bigger than it actually is. And I also take into consideration how important or how big is this actually? And what is important to me in my life? It's like, what's really important to me is that my family is happy and healthy, that I'm happy and healthy. There's things that are just so much more important to me than whatever this project or whatever this thing is that is feeling really intense and really stressful and really overwhelming. It's like, if I could zoom out and then think life is beautiful and the sun is is still operating, but something that if you're listening to this, I find these things helpful to contemplate and consider. So handling overwhelm. When was a recent time that I felt overwhelmed and describing it in detail? And the reason that I want to describe it in detail and get really granular about it is because that helps me 
find commonalities that helps me really assess when was I stressed and why was I stressed so that I can assess that or fix that or change that or address it for the future. So I will think about a time that I was stressed and then be like, okay, in detail, what was what was really stressful about it? Why was I overwhelmed? What caused this overwhelm? And then the next thing is, did I notice personal stressors along the way? Like, was I aware, like, did I all of a sudden just feel boom, I'm overwhelmed? Or did I see some things leading up to it where it's like, uh, I'm kind of feeling a little stressed, but didn't really address it or didn't really handle it or give it space. So then it just all caught up with me. The follow-up question to that is, If I did notice these personal stressors along the way, what were they? When did they start? And did I use any tactics to address them? And if I didn't, if if I didn't notice these personal stressors, thinking back to around that time and trying to pinpoint a few of the stressors and identifying when they began. And again, wanting to get really granular about that so that I can help myself, like learn more about myself and how I operate and find these commonalities so that I can, as best as possible, keep my nervous system in a more neutral state so that it doesn't get to this intense overwhelm. And then did I feel like I handled the overwhelm well or that overwhelm situation, overwhelming situation well? If yes, why? If not, why not? And what would I do differently? Because again, like for example, for me, I had a situation where I reached out to my boss and she'd asked me for this very simple task. And I sent her a five minute long voice note of just being like, I can, but I can't. And I want to, I don't know that I can. And it was so frantic. And then I went to yoga. And as soon as I was done, I, I sent her another voice note and was like, I have perspective now. I've taken care of myself. I've stepped away from this. And here's what I actually want to communicate to you. And that's the other thing is if I send a voice note like that, that I'm, it's kind of frantic and chaotic, that is a really good indicator to my boss that something is out of whack because that is not the norm for me. I normally will take my time to respond. I'm very thoughtful about my response. Me knowing myself helps her understand me as well. And I think that's important for not only me to have this information about myself, but also for my partner and my family and friends and at work, you know, it's like, that's all useful information. I think just being reflective and just for me, my biggest takeaway from your brilliant, brilliant advice is just perspective. I think at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, that's what really helped me remember, okay, anything you think is super duper overwhelming. If you just take a step back, there's always solutions. There's always ways to handle it. It's not the end of the world. It never is. That's really sweet, Cass. I love hearing from you. And I also, I know you need to go. So I recorded a little standalone, not not really an episode. It's just, it's a little clip. And what it is, is something that helps me not avoid overwhelm, but it does help me and my nervous system stay in a much more relaxed or neutral state. So we're going to release that and it's, I think it's around 10 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that, but it's something that I listen to or it's something that I do every morning and I I haven't listened to this recording that we're going to share (laughs) on Where's Our Intern, but I have recorded my own little voice note and I've listened to that on my walks and it's been something that re-centers me or keeps me centered. It's something that helps me align for my day or stay aligned with my goals, my dreams, my life. You guys will see that and it'll just be a little snippet and we'll share it 
and you're welcome to listen to it on a daily basis, on a never basis, but it's something that I do daily. I will happily listen to it on a daily (laughs) basis because so often I, again, clearly you can see I get overwhelmed very quickly, but people are like, oh yeah, like listen to these type of meditations. But let me tell you, there are a lot of meditations on Spotify and YouTube. So if you don't know where you're going, it can be very hard to find which one speaks to you. So I know personally that a meditation recorded by Miss Danny will speak to me Mm -hmm. and I won't have to go and listen to five different meditations where like some of them just aren't for me like it's again it's like a little connection thing some are not aligned with you and that's okay they're for somebody else yeah that's how I you know for finding a therapist or whatever it's like oh the shopping around so yeah same thing for meditation and actually when I was looking at helpful tips for handling stress to share with my team I was like, oh, I'll include a little meditation in there, for, like just off the internet. And I, I did not like any of them. It was all – I'm not going to – I don't need to get into why I didn't like them, but I just didn't like them. So I didn't include them. But yeah, that that feels really sweet. It's And here's the other thing too is it's like it kind of is a meditation, but really it's like a reflective – it's a, it's a it's a moment of reflect and it's a moment to just check in with yourself and I think that's so important because for me I can get into these routines of just kind of like going through my life and we've said this a couple of times on the podcast of did I live today or did today live me and this what I'm what we're going to share is definitely something that helps me live that day Well, thank you so much for recording it for us, too. I mean, I'm excited for everybody to hear it. So you guys can download it, you can save it, and you can listen to it whenever you want to. Okay, getting into helpful ways to handle stress. I'm just going to go through my little list that I've created. Go for a five to ten minute walk and continue farther if it feels good. Moving our bodies helps us get out of our heads and can bring us back into our neutral state. Box breathing. Inhale for a count of four. Hold breath for a count of four. Exhale for a count of four. Hold breath for a count of four. And repeat this one for one to three minutes. Breathing exercises like this can help refocus the mind and reduce an abundance of thoughts that create a lot of noise. I also apologize. I know I'm just reading this to you guys rather than talking, but hopefully it's succinct and helpful. Communicate with a loved one, therapist, or leadership at work if applicable. More often than not, things can feel much bigger in our own heads, and when we share things out loud, it can help eliminate ambiguity and bring clarity and perspective. Give yourself permission to fully step into the stress and overwhelm. When we're fighting a feeling that's trying to hold space, it can feel exactly like that, a fight. But when we give space to things or when we give space to feelings that come up, we can move with them rather than against them, which which brings us into more of a flow state. We talked about this on the podcast, but contemplate if you're adding stress to a situation. Sometimes things just are the way they are, very matter-of-factly, but we apply stress to it. So thinking back to my example of if a meeting gets put on my calendar and I find that very stressful, matter-of-factly, it's just a meeting being put on my calendar versus if (laughs) my fiance ran in and said that my vehicle was on fire, that is just a stressful situation from the get-go. I'm not adding stress to that. That's a stressful situation. And then lastly, gain some perspective. When we're so dialed in on something specific, it can be hard to see the bigger picture, even so much as what's most important to you in life as a whole. 
Take a step back from a project or situation that may feel stressful and think about how someone you admire would handle the situation. Or think about your best self. How would they handle this? When we take a step back, it can be the very thing that will effectively move us forward. So I hope those tips are helpful, and I hope if you had any overwhelm or any stress that this has been a very timely and helpful episode, and we will we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Where's Our Intern, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the conversation by following us on Instagram and TikTok at Where's Our Intern Pod. And last but not least, if you really, really enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. It would absolutely make our day. Till next time. Thank you.